0: Right now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, Vashti Hurt from Carolina Blitz. Keep Blitzen, at Keep Blitzen on Twitter. Vashti, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: A successful draft weekend for the Carolina Panthers. I just want to know really quick in our five big questions to you, did the Panthers get the draft right?
1: I'd give them a B. Uh, I think they, I think they did. I like the acquisitions. I like the Bryce Young pick. I like the uh, Zavala pick out of NC State. I like the uh, Robinson pick. I'm questionable on the DJ Johnson pick, and I'm kind of neutral on the Mingo pick. So I give him a B, B plus.
2: Okay. All right. Did the Panthers need to trade away that pick in order to get DJ Johnson?
1: think so i i mean a lot of people mocked him in their fifth round mm-hmm. so i i don't know why they went so aggressively uh why they were so aggressive in trading up to the 80th pick to pick him when they already had the the 93rd I, I i think that he would have been there uh if they wanted to pick him in that slot so i don't know whether they did that to show faith in him to maybe you know push him to to, to work harder but I mean, he's a guy who played ball six years. He was tight end and then uh, outside linebacker. Upside potential based on the Panthers, but really I don't know how much he's put on tape to really warrant that trade.
0: Basher, I heard from Carolina Blitz joining us right now on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. And we have five big questions. This is number three. A lot of Panthers fans were upset that the Panthers traded away DJ Moore in order to get that number one overall pick. But now that we look at the wide receiving core, there's Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, Terrace Marshall, depending on how you feel on it, Jonathan Mingo. Uh, then also you have Laviska Chenault, Demir Bird, and Shai Smith. Bashai, is this the deepest wide receiving core that the Panthers have ever had?
1: I mean, it's close to – uh yeah, I mean actually I think yes. Uh you have several legit playmakers in DJ Shark and, and Adam Thielen. I think Terrace Marshall is on the upside mm-hmm. and uh, I like that mingo pick. Uh, as when I, I said I was neutral on it as far as I didn't think it was bad or great, but I think that I think that he's a guy uh who could grow with Bryce as a as a rookie, uh quarterback, wide receiver combo. So, yeah, I I like the weapons that they're surrounding him with.
2: Vashtar Hurt, Carolina Blitz, joining Chris here and I – Chris Lee and I here on 99.9 The Fan this afternoon. Panthers declined the fifth-year option on defensive back C.J. Henderson. I think he stinks. Was this the right move?
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was the right move. Now, you know, do they sign him to – do they re-sign him to maybe a a, a contract of lesser value to – you know, does he opt to sign somewhere else? He has not played up to the standards of a ninth overall pick. No, There's absolutely not. no question about that. Yeah. Uh, the Panthers did the right thing, not exercising his option. Now the questions are whether he will still retain him uh, to add to that add to that quarterback uh, so cornerback room that kind of needs some needs some help and needs some depth, uh, but. You know, right right decision, disappointment so far with his career. But the good thing is I think he's, what, only 24, 25. So he has time to turn it around.
0: At Keep Blitzing on Twitter, if you want to follow Vashti Hurt for our final question here in the Big Five, uh, I think the Carolina Panthers should have gone after a linebacker, and they probably could have if they had their second, fourth-round pick that they ended up trading away for DJ Johnson. We just talked about that a moment ago, but what other holes do you think the Panthers should still plug in to fill off their roster in free agency as we're heading into the off season program?
1: I completely agree with you. As far as linebacker, I wanted to see another pass rusher and maybe they'll, they'll continue to address that uh, in free agency. But to me, pass rusher is the biggest thing you have. uh, You have Brian Burns, but then on the opposite side, I mean, who I mean, I mean, he tore Gross Matos. He has not lived up to the to the hype. I'm interested uh, to see see
0: what Amari Bono, Barno is going to do for his second year.
1: Yeah, I was going to say Barno. He was he came in as a project, very athletic, fast. But he and DJ Johnson seem almost kind of like the same people. Mm. Uh, you know, uh, tall, athletic guys with uh, with a a ton of potential. But not, you know, have, uh, to me, I haven't really shown uh, a lot of flashes that they can be an immediate, not, not top tier type guys, not even really second tier type guys. So you have to see what happens with Barno, but I'd like to see a veteran pass rusher, huh, uh, see them do that and add that to the roster.
0: All right, well, you heard it there. If you want to follow her, at Keep Blitzing, Carolina Blitz. Vashti Hurt, thank you so much for joining us and uh, talking about the Carolina Panthers and their draft from this past weekend.
2: Thanks
1: for having me, guys.
2: Yeah, no problem. You really think this is the deepest wide receiver core that the Panthers have had? From one to seven? Absolutely. Think about, like, wow. think
0: of, like who else has ever had that? Like, usually when the Carolina Panthers have wide receivers, like you have Steve Smith and then you have Mohsen Muhammad. Okay, Muhammad was a solid player. Yes, I'm not saying that they. Were, I'm saying that those are the top guys. But then after that, three through seven, I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying?
2: Well, I see. Okay, I see what like you're saying. You
0: normally just have like a, a group of just guys for the Carolina Panthers, and they they typically don't have a great wide receiving core. And think about it this way: they normally have a, a, a defensive minded head coach. This is the first offensive head uh, minded head coach that they've ever had. Yeah. in Frank Reich. And so I think that's probably part of the process going into the uh, receivers that they got this year in the offseason. Got Adam Thielen, DJ Chark, and then they went back and got Demir Burt back and then also uh, drafted Jonathan Mingo over the offseason. Like one through seven, I'm, I'm more, as a Panthers fan, I am more into this uh, re- wide receiving core than I think I've ever been in one before.
2: I I think sometimes us as as fans and even people uh, sitting in positions like us that we recognize names and we automatically assume depth just because we know the name. Like, okay, Terrace Marshall, okay, what have you done in two years? I don't know. Still waiting to see. Shai Smith, what have you done? Just because we know your name doesn't mean you've done anything. G.J. Chark, yeah, you're good, but you haven't been good since 2019 because you haven't played because you've been hurt. Adam Thielen's declining. So, just because we know names doesn't mean there's depth. I see what you're saying, but you're wrong. Here's the thing. DJ. Oh, Chark, I am?
0: Okay. DJ Chark, um, if you go back December 24th, when the Detroit Lions, who had one of the best offenses okay. in the NFL last season, um, the only reason they were able to really move the ball on the Carolina Panthers defense was because of DJ Chark. Mm-hmm. So he had a pretty good season last year when it comes down uh, to the Lions, maybe in a in this system, warmer weather. Um, and another you know, big-time quarterback, maybe he ends up having a, a better season this year. I mean, of course, he can't play more than 11 games? Of course, Adam Thielen is, is on a decline. But you have somebody who he hasn't forgotten how to run routes. He hasn't forgotten how to get open, right? Like, he's going to be good to at least help us move the chains Vikings next year. i
2: might argue otherwise. And
0: then you will have to see what Jonathan Mingo has to do. Now, let me go back to Terrace Marshall because that's, that's the part where I think you have to realize, like, who was coaching. Right, He was in Matt Rule's doghouse and didn't play because of whatever between him and Matt Rule. All of a sudden, Matt Rule's fired. He's been given a chance uh, uh, by the interim head coach last season, and he comes in and he starts balling out. And in a lot of those games where the Panthers ended up getting blown out, like at the Bengals, for instance, the only reason they were able to really get first downs was because of Terrace Marshall making the big-time plays, keeping the chains moving, keeping mm. drives alive. So get him with an actual um, NFL head coach who knows offense. He might have a breakout season this year. And, of course, Demir Bird, fast guy. Like, I'm not expecting him to come out there and have big games uh, every week. But every once in a while, he'll probably be able to catch a you know 30, 40-yarder. Maybe okay. take it to the house. Maybe get us into uh, opposing territory, things like that. Same thing with Sha Smith, working in in that um, in that slot behind Thielen, maybe a little bit better. And then uh, Laviska Chenault had a good year for the Carolina Panthers last year as well with a lot of great game breakers for them. So, like, what I'm saying is, like, I feel you, it's not about the names, but it's also about the production and the possibility of the production from these
2: guys that make me really excited about it. All right, I'll take your word for it. I'm still skeptical. I'm actually excited to see what Mingo can do. I thought that was a really good pick, but I'm still skeptical overall on the receiving court.
0: We're going into the NFL draft, of course it was this past weekend mm-hmm. We saw a lot of local guys get their names called yeah. uh, Whether they're from the area or played in the area And we're going to see them be able to live out their dreams But there were only there was only one player from NC State in Chandler Zavala who got drafted Yeah, All the other NC State guys were undrafted free agents So they signed with teams after the draft was over And it got me thinking, Dennis, Jamel Cox, guys like Isaiah Moore, guys like Tanner Engel, who came back, uh, used that extra year, wanted to do something special at NC State. That's what we heard all season. They wanted to do something special, win an ACC championship. It's been a while since it happened. And they fell short. And they ended up falling short in the draft as well by not getting drafted. Mm -hmm. Was it worth it? Should they have just come out last year and, and done the same thing all over again? Save them a year of hurting their bodies. I don't want to say for free because there's NIL right now. Sure. But you certainly would have made more money bouncing around on teams uh, last year. If you, let's say if you didn't make a roster, if you're bouncing around uh, practice squads, than what you would have in NIL at NC State. I would say
2: it's worth it. yes for, for in this regard. Couple of things. One, because if you have a really, really great season, we we're seeing NFL teams drafting guys who are twenty three, twenty four years old. So, yeah. age thing with because of the COVID years, I don't think is deterring a lot of teams too much. I mean, heck, Will Levis got drafted thirty third overall. He's older than than Trevor Lawrence.
0: Yeah.
2: Like he literally is older yeah. than Trevor Lawrence. Hendon Hooker's twenty five years old. Yeah, he he's literally I think is the exact same age as Lamar Jackson. Yeah, so. The thing is, coming back, yeah, you can improve your draft stock, but what sounds better to me? Oh, I can start and play for a team I've built something with or go bounce around practice squads and maybe not even play meaningful games. Because here's the thing as well. If I'm a guy for NC State, yeah, I'm running back with my guys. You have an opportunity to – again, they want, they got expectations of winning an ACC championship – Get undrafted and bounce around or play at least 12 or 13 more meaningful football games because there's no guarantee, obviously, that you make a roster. Yeah, you might make a few bucks, but i much rather play meaningful games because unlike basketball, because, all right, for example, basketball, you don't get drafted. There's G League. There's overseas leagues and stuff that you can keep playing. Right. Football, it's NFL okay, you want to play in the XFL or the USFL, leagues that might not exist in two years or even next year? Let's be honest. They might not even be around. So i much rather, with the finite number of games I have to play as an athlete, I want to make those games mean something and think, play meaningful games. I think I want to focus on the word that you
0: just used in finite, right? Yeah. Like with football, you never know. Like every play could possibly be your last. Oh, very much. And uh, when you're playing in a sport that is so violent, and you already now you're a six-year guy. Now, if you're a six-year guy and you want to come back and you're like, you know, I'm just here t- so I can get, like, an extra master's degree, I'm not looking to go to the NFL, fine. Some guys are like that. If, if they want to have you back, that's fine. Some guys are very much like that, and that it, is okay. What I'm more so referring to is the guys who want to go to the NFL who may have already played um, in, in you know, four years and you're just trying to use that extra year of eligibility, but you're 23, 24 years old, just go ahead and, to me, to me, go ahead and test the waters. Because if you're not good enough, if you're not good enough to be drafted or, let's say, in the top three rounds of the draft, right, we, people will say NIL money. You can make money. If you don't have this big-time personality or if you're not a DJ Burns or if you're not a top player like Bryce Young, mm-hmm. who was making seven figures in college anyway through NIL – you're probably only getting like free Bojangles and a few other things, right? Maybe a few thousand dollars. You get this undrafted free agent contract and you go through rookie minicamp, you make it through some OTAs and make it to training camp. Well, you probably already made in that one summer more than what you would have made at school that past season. Now, if if you don't... If you don't make it to a roster and you make it to uh, the the, uh, practice squad, then there's more money for you to make. But let's say you don't even make the practice squad. All right, what happens after that? Well, you're right. You you, you put down the XFL. You put down the USFL, but they are there. And then you still have the opportunity to have – Meaningful games. Mm. You didn't have to put your body at risk uh, at school once again for not making money. Now, this time, you could put your body at risk while you actually make it. Not a lot of money. Yeah, maybe, but maybe you, thirty, you, forty thousand dollars.
2: XFL and meaningful in the same sentence, <laughs> but it worked
0: for some people. Think about uh, P.J. Walker he used to be with the Carolina Panthers. If it weren't for the XFL, he would be at home. He would have never been had a three-year stint with the Carolina Panthers, and now to be on the roster for the Chicago yeah, Bears, I mean, he's the exception. It extended his career, but there are other people who could possibly have that as well. And so I'm wondering, like, why? I- I'm just saying, if you go after your dream and you try to shoot your shot at, at an NFL career, you'll make more money getting signed and, and, and cut than what you would coming back to school for a little bit to, not, to possibly put yourself
2: at more risk. And for what? To not get drafted again? Well, I think that's the thing is that if you're not going to get drafted, I'm going to go play. That's the thing. If I'm not gonna get drafted, there's again there's no guarantee they're gonna play. There's no guarantee you even make an X F L roster. There's also But a, I'm already on my roster. There's I'm gonna also, play games. There's also the C F L. Oh, that's – yes, let's go up to Saskatchewan because that's what I want to do. I (laughs) want to skip out on a year of college football (laughs) to go play in Manitoba. Wow, this sounds fun. Saskatoon is is lovely. Yeah, I can't wait to be an Edmonton Eskimo. (laughs) Ooh, Montreal Alouettes, here we come. Let's get that great cup. I think my thing is more
0: so about the fact that, like, in college, like, for some of these guys, again, the Bryce Youngs, they're going to make their money. Um, there's going to be other guys who are going to be able to make their money if they have, like, a great personality or things like that. But we're, we're thinking about these guys who make the six-figure, seven-figure contracts in NIL, and we think that everybody's getting that. Everybody's not getting that. Well, Most you know, people are getting free Bojangles and a few thousand dollars. Some, so um, what I'm saying is for these guys, if you've already gone through all of that football, It's better to just try to chase the check from the other. And you've got your degree to try to chase the check in the NFL or CFL, USFL, XFL, whatever, than to put yourself in in harm's way if you know that's what you want to do. Again, if you're a six-year guy and you're just like, I'm not trying to play uh, pro football, but I'm going to get this free master's degree, and I'm leaving with a degree and two masters, go ahead. yeah, I'm all for it. Love
2: it for you. Use that. By the way, Scott Fitterer, general manager of the Carolina Panthers talked about drafting some of these older guys.
0: There's guys on the board that were older than some of the guys on our team right now. Yeah. And so that's it's unique. Um and there's two ways to look at it. I mean, their bodies have had a chance to mature. It's, you know, maybe they had more reps in college because they get that extra year. Uh, I think it's just kind of one of those unique um uh, years that way. I see it correcting over the next couple of years, so But yeah, it was wild. You're like this guy's 24, this guy's 25. We ran into that a few times.
2: Yeah, you're not going to have the six-year guys coming up there. Those COVID years are going to be going away. Not just in football or basketball, every sport's going to see that. Yeah. So what we're talking about really is really
0: going to expire over the next couple of years. uh, Once everybody who's had the extra year of eligibility finally runs out of that eligibility, we won't be talking about that anymore. Uh, so guys will probably have their four- and five-year uh, college football careers, five years because they redshirted a year and able to play four after that. So um, that's something where, you know, it's just kind of interesting. It's kind of going to clog up things. And it also gives less opportunity for freshmen coming out of high school to prove what they can do on on football fields too. That's another reason why I think I
2: want guys to move on. Yeah? Just give freshmen an opportunity? Give freshmen an opportunity. Well, you know what? doesn't matter where you go. If you're good enough to go to the NFL, you're going to be good enough to go to the NFL. Absolutely. By the way, App State have more guys drafted than NC State. That's crazy. Which is cra- yeah. That's crazy, yeah. it's crazy to think about. Cooper Hodges, a guard, got drafted in the seventh round, went to the Jaguars. Nick Hampton, a linebacker, got drafted by the LA Rams in the fifth round. Shout-outs to Chandler Zavala from NC State, from NC state. who was
0: the, the only player from NC State to get drafted. And he stayed within state He's just going yeah. down a, a quick trip down uh, 85 South so he can... Uh, play with the Carolina Panthers uh, and play alongside his buddy, Aike
2: By the way, real quick, I know oftentimes we talk about people and athletes from the state of North Carolina. The Body Armor State Games are coming this Char- this June to Charlotte. You could maybe find Chandler Zavala down there. Don't miss North Carolina's largest sports festival of the year. Athletes of all ages and skills can register now at bodyarmorstategames.org. I'm wondering... With the opportunities of the transfer portal mm-hmm. and with NIL, mm-hmm. if we are going to start seeing guys stick around for four years in college, because I know some guys, again, you're eligible after three years, like Josh Downs goes to the NFL, hey, you're a third-round pick. Yep. Perfect time to go. Yep. Perfect time to go. I wonder if we're going to see maybe guys, for example, if Josh Downs stuck at Carolina, probably could have made a good chunk of money. Oh, for could've sure. Could have made a big chunk of money. For sure. I wonder how many guys were going to sit – sit around and see, hey, I can make this big chunk of money. I may get a third-round pick this year, but I could probably be a third-round pick or second-round pick next year, and I can make even more money this year than I would off a rookie deal first year. I'm curious to see how that plays out.
0: It'll definitely make an impact uh, when it comes down to uh, the NFL, college football, things like that. But that biggest impact, I think, is what we're going to see in college basketball, and I think we're starting to see sprinkles of it now because Armando Baycott was a five-star coming out of high school yeah. that many people assumed would be a one-and-done or maybe a two-and-done. Mm-hmm. He's about to go in his fifth year in college. Yeah, he's about to start his fifth year in college because he got a COVID year. So, um, you know, he's definitely sticking around. It, it, you know, it feels because of that because he's, he's
2: seven figures. He's probably. a
0: millionaire. Yeah. He's a millionaire. I mean, he's in, he's in Netflix shows. <laughs> you know, he's doing all these commercials, getting all these endorsement deals. Like, why not? Because we've already seen enough tape on him. And then also, I guess going back to my other point, sometimes you can overexpose yourself. You can do yeah. too much, and that's another reason to probably jet a little bit early. And I feel like in a way, even though he's making a lot of money, so shout outs to him for doing that, but Armando Baycott may, maybe has overexposed himself. Like we've seen against somebody like a Derek Brown, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, um, uh, Derek Lively, excuse me. Um, he didn't look too good against Derek Lively in two games against Duke last season. I mean, his, yeah. his, he did, his offensive output was not very good in those games versus Duke. Those will be the types of guys you're going to have to go against in the NBA. And so that doesn't look good for you when the NBA draft comes up next time around. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that.
2: Yeah, you can toil in the G League or go play overseas, or you can make seven figures and stay in college. I think I probably would take the latter,
0: Chris.